0: It's time we have a little conversation about discipline. D I S. Kia ora, welcome to the Invisible Sensei Podcast. This is a podcast about my experiences as a martial artist, as a student as a teacher as someone who from time to time has stubbed their toes on the problems of the world and kind of gone what am i doing this for please take time to check out the link in the description it will take you to our youtube channel and also to our profiles on social media which you're most welcome to check out and contact us on We also have a wonderful merch shop where you can grab cups and a couple of other things if you're wanting to support the podcast, or if you're wanting to support it more directly, we have a link that you can do that also. Either way, enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and keep training, keep smiling, keep enjoying, and most importantly, keep developing. Discipline in the dojo or the Quoon or the dojang, dojo, gym, whatever you choose to call your training space is kind of a subjective thing. And it's based around the teaching style. And what I learned young, and what I learned very, very early on, was that everyone has a different teaching style. And thus, their own idea about what discipline is in the dojo. The reason that I talk about this so much and it's been on my mind a little bit lately as I find myself having an influx of young students and for the last I would say probably the last 10 years I've pretty much I've had a couple of younger students but pretty much they've been adults so it always is interesting to reflect on the culture that you create within your dojo and I do believe that we all create culture within our dojo. As a kid I was given a kids class to teach or at least in the beginning to assist and I found that obviously I couldn't teach children the way that I taught adults and I hadn't had that much experience training adults either so it was a valuable experience although if you'd asked me at the time I would have called a lot of shit and I would have been very much... Anakin Skywalker, for those of you that are nerdish out there, raging about how no one appreciates my incredible Jedi ability. I promise you that that is the last of my nerd out moments. Well, can I keep that promise? I'm not sure. But I think you get my point. So, discipline is very much a subjective thing. And we've seen all different kinds. I'm sure whatever martial art you're practicing, you've seen different kinds. I've seen hyper military style. Discipline and I've been in dojo that have had that where basically, you know, every time you walk past a door, you have to bow and do things where, you know, if you're going outside of the door, you have to let the senior belt go forward, which I guess is kind of in proportion. But I've seen it to extremes as well. I've seen dojo where they have in their handbook that if you happen to be outside somewhere getting, I know, some food in a restaurant and you're waiting for your food and you see someone who's senior to you standing behind you in the line you have to give them your spot which um, if you've spent any time with me if it comes down to a choice between getting food as quickly as I can or giving my spot to someone who's a higher downgrade than me I'm going to disappoint them every time (laughs) my point is not about the food although I do love food My point is that I think that discipline can become this kind of extreme thing. In this wonderful PC world in which we're living, a lot of what I took for granted as being a part of a disciplined dojo has changed, in many ways become frowned upon. We're all familiar with the sensei that stalks the dojo with the shinai and walks up and hits a kid on the hits a practitioner on the leg or on the back or on the arm and things like that to correct posture and all those sort of things and I know for me I happen to be one of those shinai wielding sensei although I don't hit people with it Um, I think it's really just for me it's this kind of that visual thing I think that when you have children coming into the dojo I think it's important to set a couple of things I don't believe in torturing children or making them feel small or stupid or insignificant. I don't believe in bullying because I think for me as a, a young man I was bullied greatly in my whole life you know throughout my early life I was bullied a great deal so I guess from a first hand perspective bullying doesn't create anything but more bullies. So it's about trying to find ways in which discipline makes sense to those kids. So, for instance, last night I was in a class and some of the kids, some of the new kids were talking and sort of getting rowdy and of course they're excited and they've got energy and I encourage that. But explaining to them the importance of being able to stand still, that the ability to learn something should start with the ability to control themselves. And it's not standing to military attention, it's just really encouraging them to get quiet with themselves and they did and it was great and you use breathing techniques but also i like to get especially with kids running really fast moving getting the energy of the day off the top so they're in a place where they can take instruction and give it their best i suppose with adults discipline tends to be a different thing for me i've had students who have felt the need to tell me what they've been doing with their day partway through an exercise. I've also had instructors within the dojo when I haven't been there where the student's behavior and general demeanor and attitude has changed. Now, I have to be honest and say that I think it was due in part to the senior instructor that was taking the class was female, and I think some of these guys needed to pull their heads out of their asses, irrespective of gender and show respect, but I think if you speak to any female practitioner, they certainly in my experience from the practitioners that I know, friends of mine, and um, people senior to me, they often talk about as a female practitioner, sometimes they are not taken seriously until they have to go for this kind of bullshit thing of proving themselves, which I think is ridiculous. Anyway, that aside, discipline is more important, I think, when it comes from the person, because it's not something which is imposed, it's something which is paid. Uh, I very much like, um, uh, I've had on this podcast, and I'm very lucky to be a student of uh, Sensei Pat Miguel, who is a wonderful practitioner of karate and kobudo, and um, he is both Okinawa of Okinawan and American descent, grew up in Okinawa, and um, I've watching, you can get on YouTube on his channel, which is very good by the way, and there's a recording that he did of a grading, um, and it was a really incredible grading, in the sense that the students were lined up, and they were, they were, they sat in Caesar, and on command they would get up and demonstrate a kata, an empty hand kata, a two-person drill, a ball, side kata and really, really high level stuff. But what impressed me the most was the discipline that these students had sitting on the side and they were all different ages. And that really inspired me because, you know, we all know that kind of ridiculous over-the-top discipline stuff. Which is, you know, for this for this making a mistake or for flinching when you're getting a body punch or something like that, you have to drop down and do a thousand push-ups. The phrase which jumps to my mind is not toxic masculinity; it's tragic masculinity, in the sense that you know, show no pain and do this and do that. I think personally, there's a lot of bullshit. I'm sorry that I'm using a lot of expletives in this particular podcast. I think that being able to handle pain to tolerate physical contact to push yourself is really really important but not at the expense of a person's health yes push those limits and see what you're capable of but I think when people are pushed to the limit over it and then they are treated like garbage because they didn't reach some imaginary kind of mountain of perfection through that process I think that's not discipline. I think that's bullying. Um, a while back, I talked a little bit about some of the sort of things that I expect within when you come to my dojo. One is to when you turn up, just doing things like sitting in Caesar at the back. Now, what happens is the instructor, myself, or whoever is taking the class, will see that person and then motion them onto the floor, and that's a kind of respect thing. But I also think it's a safety thing too because you want to make sure that people have taken time to warm up. Behind a lot of the customs that we take for granted in our part and parcel of our training is a lot of common sense. When people want to use the bathroom, which is completely reasonable, raise your hand, walk around the outside of the class, um, bow out and come back in so the instructor knows where you are. you never know that you might have a child or a practitioner who has an illness, a condition. Perhaps it could be something uh, like epilepsy or diabetes or an injury or something that means that you know they're not 100% all the time, and that maybe there are certain factors that need to be considered. So just bowing off the floor and things like that is just one. It's safety. Two. It's good. Get three. It's just. a practical measure to take care of the practitioners as they're training which is what people are doing when they come to your dojo or to your school or your gym or whatever they're putting themselves in your hands i like the kind of discipline that means the instructor doesn't need to be called sensei or renshi or kyoshi or grand puba when they're outside the dojo i mean i'm the worst for that when i see my senior sensei I will always refer to them as sensei. When we're in the company of people who perhaps don't do martial arts, I will call them Mr. or Mrs. Or Miss, or Mr. or whatever the correct term is. Um, I won't embarrass them by calling them sensei. But I think that if you look at the discipline that exists in your dojo, and that discipline is 1. Consistent. 2. Makes rational sense. 3 comes from a place of wanting to improve the student and honor the dojo, not aggrandize a particular practitioner's ideal of what they did 300 years ago in some samurai movie, then it's a good thing. Discipline is extremely important, but I think it also comes down to, for me, down to small things. It's how you arrange the shoes outside the dojo door, how you fold your clothes. When, the do- when people come into the dojo, it's the dojo nicely squared away. I hate when people come into the dojo and the first thing they see is a mass of shoes thrown everywhere. I think it also says something about the practitioner. Doing things like folding up your gi after you've finished training, you know, in that traditional manner, I think is also, it's practical, but it's also an exercise in mindfulness and control and creating good habits. I said to my students last night, when it comes to discipline, yes, have discipline in the dojo, but don't go home and have no discipline. It's important that we encourage adults, children, men, women, whoever comes to the dojo to see their training as something more than just a physical pursuit. It's something which, given time, practice, and diligence can impact really positively our whole lives. So discipline is the art of drawing out what's inside a student, not trying to square peg it and push something into them or into their soul or their mind or their demeanor that just doesn't fit. Martial arts is about self-expression. So as a great man once said, sometimes we have to be like water.